Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are really going to get scientific. You know, we're going to really think about our brain in a different manner, you know, because there's four parts of our brains, but have you really ever thought about your brain in a manner that's more than just thinking? You know, this is really what we have to really think about. So luckily for me, I have a special guest on my show named Liam, who is going to really talk about this and his um, devotion into expressing and sharing this great information with not just for themselves and his close circle but with the rest of the world so that we can all think about this together so Liam why don't you go ahead and take it away hi Mitzi thank you very much for having me on your show I'm really delighted to be here awesome awesome I know I'm so happy to have you on on this um on my show as well what what really got you into learning more about the brain Excuse me, sorry. Well, actually, funnily enough, it was um, something that occurred to me in, in the middle middle of my life. And that was in my mid-40s, I went from being a multimillionaire to becoming homeless and losing everything. Yeah. And that really marked a great turning point in my life because up until that point, <clears throat> I'd, I'd been very successful. I'd had lots of different businesses throughout my life. I'd had a good education. Um, I had, you know, everything going for me really and I was pretty successful so when I ended up with losing everything the first thing I said was how could this have happened to me because yeah. not only had I been successful <clears throat> in business and personally but I'd always been a student of success and I'd always from the youngest age I can remember I've always been trying to figure out how can I be happy how can I be have more how can I be really fulfilled in my life and live my life to the best of my ability. I want, always wanted to be the best that I could be. So I really worked on that. And, I, and as well as having my own businesses and, and working really hard and being successful, you know, I studied success. I studied religion and psychology and all of the personal development, self-help, motivational type stuff. I, you know, I'd go to seminars all over the world. I'd read every book I could lay my hands on. I'd do all the courses and study things, everything from goal setting to changing your beliefs, changing your sub subconscious mind, um, doing all of these things, <clears throat> you know, carrying around a little card with my affirmations of my goals and all those sorts of things. And I studied spirituality as well and lots of different practices there. So yeah. when I lost everything, I thought, well, this really shouldn't have happened to me because I know how to be successful in life. I know about goal setting and how to achieve your goals, and how to be a positive thinker, and how to, you know, make opportunities for yourself, and really go after things. <clears throat> so I thought, this is, something hasn't worked, I've been doing this all wrong, because I felt completely out of control of my life. Mm. But what happened after that was really interesting, because obviously, I came through that experience, harrowing <laughs> that, what, that it was. But as I started to come out of it, I noticed my life was turning out quite differently. <clears throat> Because what I'd been doing before is I'd been chasing success and I'd really been going after it, really trying hard and, and pushing and trying to be more and more successful, have more and be more, all those sorts of things, set higher goals. And although I achieved a lot of things, I never really felt truly in control of my life. And one of the main reasons being I always had problems. I always had stress to deal with. And it had got to the point where I thought, 
what I believed what many people had been telling me, which is that's part of the, the game. If you want to be successful, you have to deal with problems. You have to face adversity. You have to face struggle and overcome all lots of challenges. That's just what happens when you're successful. So that's what I thought must be the case. But after when I lost everything and things started to happen, I noticed that wasn't actually the case because instead of me chasing after things, it was like in a strange sort of way, things were coming to me. So I was starting to create new businesses and I was starting to meet new people, but it wasn't filled with struggle and stress. It was like someone would come into my life and say, here's an idea. Why don't you do this? Or a situation arose for something to, for me to do to set up a new business or a new opportunity. And things just sort of worked a lot better. It's like they all just fitted, fitted in and, you know, fitted yeah. like clockwork. And I thought, um, this is really interesting because I was making, I was starting to make good money again. I was doing all the things I wanted to do. I was having a free lifestyle. And in fact, I was doing more of the things I really wanted to do. I was enjoying my life a lot more. And <clears throat> one of the really amazing things was I didn't really have any stress or problems. I thought the biggest difference was, I remember saying this to myself one day, you know, I don't remember the last time I really felt stressed or I had a problem. And sure, I'm working hard, but I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and I'm getting good results. And I'm coming up with good ideas and I'm making the right decisions and things are just flowing a lot better than they ever have. And a lot of the things that I know now aren't luck and coincidence, but I thought were then, they were happening to me on a, in a really good way. And I thought, you know, what I really thought was, I was a little bit scared actually, in a way, because I thought I need to figure out what I'm doing differently because yeah. I don't want to stop doing this. I know I want to make sure it works that, or that I keep doing it. You know, I need to know what this is. And all of this knowledge and information that I had about goal setting and <clears throat> overcoming struggles and using your mind and different, you know, different ways of thinking and, and using spiritual things. And, you know, I had all of this information, but I, I couldn't really get it to fit. And I could, and obviously I hadn't been able to get it to work consistently. And, Interestingly enough, many of the people that I associated with, if not virtually all of them who were at the seminars with me, who were doing the programs, they weren't all getting great results either. But here I was feeling a lot better, waking up in the morning, looking forward to the day, you know, looking forward to opening my email, not dreading it and not going to bed at night thinking, ah, oh, all these problems I've got to try and deal with tomorrow. I didn't have any of that stuff. So when I, so I went on this, this sort of research hunt, if you like, to try and figure out what it was. And remember, I did have a lot of information I, and from a lot of different areas. And I thought, <clears throat> despite all of that, I need to start at the beginning to find out what's, what's going on. And it, it occurred to me that there's something about all of us that we can agree, you know, when we ask the question, who am I and mm -hmm. why am I here? You know, there have been countless people who've written books explaining that, and there have been religions, philosophies, all with different viewpoints on who we are and why we're here. But there's one thing we can all agree on. And I thought, you know, despite all of that, what is one thing that is indisputable? Everyone can agree on this one thing, and that is we're biological. We live in a biological world. We have a biological body. Now, obviously, it's not all of what we are. 
but that's an opinion. <clears throat> but we can all agree we have a biological body and we live in a biological world. You know, we're surrounded by nature and we're a part of nature as well. So I thought, well, here's a good place to start, which is really right at the beginning. <clears throat> I thought, okay, so biologically, who am I and why am I here? Well, it turns out that all of science or biological science has an answer to that question. And that is the reason all life exists, the, the primary function and goal, if you like, but the primary function of all life, why it exists is simply to survive. All life is wired and programmed to seek to survive. And obviously with that comes reproducing and with the purpose of carrying on the species. So if you like, it doesn't matter what life form you look at, everything is programmed for the same thing. And that is to do its best to survive, to carry on the species. So we're biological, we're, we've got a biological component. That must be our biological purpose and function as well. And it turns out we, it, is, it actually is. We are biologically programmed and designed to seek to survive. Now that sounds pretty pretty basic, I guess. <clears throat> Although, funnily enough, not a lot of people have really thought about that. But when you yeah. think about that, the next question is, okay, well, what does that actually mean? Well, the best chance you have of surviving or of anything has of surviving is by being the best that it can be. Because when you're the, your best or when a, a physical life form is at its best, it has its greatest chances of survival. So, you know, when it's strongest, healthiest, it has the greatest chance to fight off disease or fight off enemies or recover from injury. And with humans, be, that, so that means being your strongest. But with humans, we also have a mental, emotional, spiritual component as well. Mm -hmm. So biologically, being the best that we can be to give us the greatest chance of survival also means not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So when you really think about that, what you realize is our biological purpose is to be the best that we can be so that we have the greatest chance for survival. And that means being our best mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, which means being happy, being fulfilled, enjoying our life, being productive, creative, resourceful, imaginative, all of those things actually enhance our survival on a bio biological level. So our purpose is to be happy. Our biological purpose, our biological purpose is, is not to have problems. It's not to have stress in our life because stress and problems don't do anything to help you survive biologically. So they can't be natural. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it sounds a bit weird to, and no, a lot of people think, oh, this, this can't be right, but, it, but it's totally logical, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And when I realized all of that, all I had to do was try and figure out, well, how does it work? If this is true, then there must be something out there in the natural world that is designed to make this work. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be true. And I looked, and what I discovered is every single life form has a mechanism inside it built with the one purpose to make it the best it can be so that it has the greatest chance of survival. And that is the brain. Every creature, every living thing has a brain. And the sole purpose of the brain is to ensure that that creature is the best that it can be. So it has the greatest chance for survival. And the funny thing is, we as human beings have that as well. Our brain is simply a machine. And you can call it a machine because it's, it has this task like any machine. 
it's it's solely there to ensure that we are the best that we can be to do everything it can to make sure we live our life at the highest level so that we have the greatest chance for survival including being our happiest being our most resourceful being our most fulfilled feeling great that's our biological purpose in fact science or nature actually your science has a word for this as well it's called homeostasis and homeostasis means the optimal functioning of the organism when everything is worth working at its best in an organ organism it's called homeostasis and that's the state that every brain is designed to try and get that organism into being including us so our brain is there designed to make us the, the best version of ourselves that we can be without problems and without stress. So the question is, that becomes then, well, but hang on, stress and problems are natural, aren't they? Well, they're not biologically natural, as I just said, because they cause you to feel stressed, they weaken you, they damage you. When you're stressed, when you have problems, you're not being your best. You know, you're weakening yourself physically. You know, science is increasingly realizing that nearly all disease is caused by stress, a weakening of your own physical body but also when you're not you're not your best emotionally or mentally you're not being resourceful you're not contributing to, to your own life you're not contributing to the life of others you're not being loving you're not being grateful you're not being you know doing all these great things when you're when you're stressed so again it's not a natural state to be in so why do we have problems that's the class that, that's the question i first answered okay well, that sort of makes sense logically, but everyone has problems. Problems must be natural. Why do we have problems? Well, it turns out again, and again, you know, this is a really uh, sort of basically logical conclusion to come to that people might think is a bit simplistic, but it's absolutely true when you think about it logically. And that is, there can only be one reason we have problems in our life. And that is, we're not using this machine the right way. Because it is just a machine if it's designed to do a job. You know, imagine if you have a motor car. Now, you know, a motor car is a machine and mm -hmm. it's just got one job to do, and that is get you from where you are to where you want to go. Yeah. That's what it's designed to do. And mm -hmm. it, it will do that efficiently, you know, predictably. It's going to do that, and you're going to have an enjoyable ride. You know, that's going to happen. You know, that's what that machine is designed to do. So what do you think if it doesn't do that? What happens if you get into the car and it doesn't move? Or if it does move, <clears throat> it's bouncing around all over the place and stuttering and, and hardly moving. What do you think? You just think, well, I must be doing something wrong to create that result. Because naturally, it's not supposed to do that. So then you think, well, what, if I'm doing something wrong, then I need to figure out how to do it right. I figure out, need to figure out how to use this machine. Mm -hmm. And of course, you wouldn't dream of, of um, learning to drive a car or, or driving a car if we hadn't learned how to drive it. You know, if we said, well, I'll just get in and try and figure it out. <laughs> That's not how it works, is it? But funny enough, with our brain, it's exactly the same thing. It's a machine designed to do a specific job. And if it's not doing it, it's because we're using it the wrong way. So all we need to do then is figure out how to use it and it will do its job. It really is as simple as that. Yeah, well, you to be honest, you're making it sound so simple. And I think we, as human beings, we just make it more complicated than what it needs to be. And I think our focus is sometimes in the wrong direction. 
you know, and it's kind of like you said, when you're driving a car and you feel and it's not moving, you think, oh, you go down my, well, I go down my mental list and be like, okay, what could it be? And I, and I try to figure it out, you know, and I think when we use our brains, we have to do that same type of concept as well. Like if you could figure out a math equation, then you can figure out what's going on in your mind to a certain extent, you know, and I think the only issue is, is that people don't understand what our brains necessarily necessarily do for us you know yeah they think oh it it handles our movements and it handles our speech it handles our memory but I believe it's more than those three things you know what I mean absolutely our, our brain is much more than that it it handles you know, Yes, it handles our speech and our movement and those those sorts of things. But those are those are physical. But it also handles our higher needs. We do have higher needs. We have emotional needs. We we need to feel loved and and happy and those sorts of things. So it's going to handle those as well. Yeah, I think I think people need to remember that our own selves, our mind, our body, it wants us to feel that joy, it wants us to feel that happiness. And I think that's the reason why a lot of the people, a lot of the time people feel the need to feel happy, you know, they want to feel happy, they want to feel excited, they want to feel that joy inside of them, but they just don't know how to tap into that. So I guess I I would ask you, like, what would you recommend to somebody who's probably just depressed or somebody who just is having a hard time finding the, the the happiness in their lives what would you recommend them to do well the first thing you need to do it's like um, if you want to get the right result out of a machine you simply need to understand how it works and what i've created is a model of the brain to show how the brain actually works in simple terms that anyone can understand. So, you know, obviously the brain's got all these complicated names and parts and everything. But uh, just like with a car, you don't need to know the technical name of every wire or little piece of metal or whatever it is to, to know how to use a car the right way You know how, and to know how it functions. So what I've created is a model of the brain which shows you how it works. And I think when people, re- and what I've noticed is when people really understand and start to get it, how their brain works, they're naturally going to use it in a much better way. And then they're, then they're therefore naturally going to get much better results. Yeah, that's true. So when you speak to individuals, you basically try to personalize it per each person, right? No, uh, not particularly. You know, this is a model for the brain of, there are actually four parts to your brain. If you like, I can I can give a brief overview of how it actually works. That's probably the yeah. The if you don't mind, that, that'll be great. Be okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. So basically, as I say, all of this has a technical basis in science and is technically how it works. But I've simplified it and made it made it uh, easy to understand because. I should say, your brain is not designed to be difficult to use. We've all got one. It's naturally designed to be able be be easy to use. We've just we just haven't been taught how to use it. You don't need to get a PhD in, in how to use your brain the right way. You just it's very very simple because it's designed for us to do it without thinking almost. So anyway, the, so the brain really has four main parts, and I and the the first part is what I call the thinking brain. 
And the thinking brain, that's located on the top of your head. <clears throat> and it has other names like the neocortex. But what the thinking brain does is that it, that it takes all of the information that you gather in your life in every second, whether it be through your five senses. So everything you hear, smell, taste, touch. What's the other one? And feel. Uh, hear, smell, taste, touch, and see. And also any ideas or thoughts that you get it all comes into your thinking brain and it's stored there. So your thinking brain is like a big library or a database of all of your knowledge, all of your experience, everything that you've, every bit of information you've gathered through your life. That's the thinking brain. The second part of your brain is your feeling brain or your emotional brain. And this is located just below your head, uh, sorry, below, below your thinking brain inside your head. And obviously the emotional brain, this is responsible for your feelings. So the way it works is it produces chemicals based on different stimuli, if you like, to make you feel a certain way. You can feel good, loving, happy, excited, or you can feel depressed, stressed, unhappy, afraid, worried. Whatever it is, this is all produced and managed by your emotional brain. The third part of your brain is your survival brain. And this part of your brain manages everything to do with your day-to-day -day survival, your moment-by-moment -moment survival. So this is obviously all the things you don't think about, your breathing, your heart rate, all of the organs, how they function in your body, all of the processes in your body. This is all managed by your survival brain. And there's one other really important part of your survival, and this is actually the part, this is the key part that is misused by nearly everybody, and it's the cause of all problems in life. So we need to learn about this one. And that is what happens with the survival brain is remember it's designed to to make you survive deal with anything to help you to survive and what's one of the things that that can happen to you is that you might be faced with an unexpected and immediate threat to your survival something that could harm or even kill you something that comes out of the out of the blue if you like really unexpected so of course if you think about to <clears throat> maybe from prehistoric times the you're a tribesman walking along in the forest and a lion run jumps out of from behind a rock you know to attack you so what happens then is your brain recognizes this is an immediate threat to your survival and it activates something that we commonly call the fight flight freeze mechanism and you and you react so your brain is taking all its all of its resources to get you to react instantly to get rid of that threat so it might get you to you might find yourself shouting for help or running away or trying to stand and fight. Whatever it is, I'm sure we all know what, what I'm talking about here, this instinct to fight off an, a, a threat to our survival. So that's really good. That's important. That's what it's there for, is to make sure that any time an immediate threat comes to our into our life, which, let's face it, these days isn't very often, um, that we've got this instinctive reaction part of our brain to deal with it and get rid of it so that's the third part the fourth part of the brain now this part has only more recently actually been uncovered if you like or researched by science mm. but found to be a separate part of the brain nevertheless and this is really the part of the brain that drives everything and it's what i call the creative brain so this the creative brain what this does this is where all of your creativity comes from all of your imagination, all of those gut feelings you get, all of those 
new ideas that you get where you go, aha, here's a better way to do that. I hadn't thought of that before. Or, no, I don't think I should do that. That doesn't feel right. All of those things come from your creative brain. Also in your creative brain is your motivation. It's where you feel motivated to do the right things. It's where all your resourcefulness comes from. And funnily enough, it's also where, and this sounds really strange when you don't understand the brain and how it works, but it's where things that you would otherwise call luck come from. Because remember, your brain is so enormously powerful. It not only has the, the ability to manage you, it has the ability to manage your environment. So it actually does play a role in bringing to you the right circumstances, the right people, the right situations. Things that we will call luck, synchronicity, chance events. You know, there's actually no such thing as luck in this natural world. Otherwise, it couldn't exist. This is all created by your creative brain. And here's the thing. When you're living in your best state, when you're in the state of homeostasis, when you're feeling your best, when you have the greatest chance for survival, this is when your creative brain is running your life. And it's mm. when you're feeling great, when you're feeling loving, everything's just clicking together, everything's working. We've all had times in our life where, where we felt this, this happening. And, you know, you're feeling, oh, life is great. I'm in, everything's flowing so well. I'm in the zone. It's often described there as or in the flow. So this is actually the way we're supposed to live because this is when we're at our best. This is when we biologically have the greatest chance for survival. So that's the, our natural state is to live like that. But there's only one time you're not supposed to feel like that. And when's that? That, of course, is when the lion comes running out at you from behind the rock, when you're faced with an unexpected threat to your survival. And what happens then is your, your emotional brain actually sees a danger and it sends out a warning signal in the form of fear or stress or anxiety. And when you feel fear, stress or anxiety, that's a signal from your brain that you're facing an immediate threat to your survival or something that can severely harm you. And what does it do? It activates the fight, flight, free, uh, freeze reaction state in you to deal with that threat or survival. And here's the critical thing. It blocks off your creative brain because your creative brain is of no use to you to deal with an immediate threat to your survival. You know, it's no good being all creative when a lion is about to eat you. That part of your brain has to be shut off. And all of the resources, energy-wise, that, that it that are used to for that part of your brain to function they're all diverted into the survival brain to because you're going to need that energy you might need that energy to defend yourself from an attacker so here's the big problem and i'm sure you can see where this is going when you feel fear stress worry anxiety what you're actually doing what your brain is doing is it's putting you in a state where you can't have access to the resources that are going to solve your problems all of your problem-solving ability, your resourcefulness, your creativity, your imagination, your awareness, that's all shut off. That's all in your creative brain because you're telling your brain or your brain is thinking that you've got this immediate threat or danger that you have to deal with. None, you, don't, you haven't got time to deal with any of that stuff, the stuff about what's your life all about and how can you make your life really great. You haven't got time. You, you've just got to get rid of this threat, this danger right now. And while that's perfect for, for the immediate threat, What's supposed to happen is you get rid of that in, as quickly as possible in a very short period of time. You go back to being in your creative state. But most of us are trying to operate our lives from this 
limited part of our brain. We're not using our, we don't, we haven't activated the creative part of our brain because we're in a state of fear, anxiety, and worry. That's that's how the machine works. And it doesn't matter how motivated you are. It doesn't matter how, how much knowledge you accumulate, how determined, how, how, how much you pray. And I've done all of those things. But if you're in a state of fear and anxiety and you're trying to get out of it, you can never do it. All you'll ever do is create more problems. You'll, you'll mm-hmm. never do, you might, you might hit on a goal every now and then, but you're never going to live your life from the, from the best place possible. You're never, never going to be the best that you can be because the part of your brain that's designed to make that happen is not working. It's just not. It's yeah. like driving a car with a handbrake on. doesn't matter how motivated you are. You're not using it the right way. It just can't do its job. So that's the most important thing that I realized and that I now share with other people through and, and really help them to figure all this out. But the most important thing you can realize is that is how your brain works. And yeah. that's, that's non you know, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. I know the connections kind of um, keeps on going in and out sometimes, but what you're saying makes perfect sense. Absolutely perfect sense. Why so many people, and I got to include myself, that we sometimes live in survival mode. You know, we do. And we live in this fear. We live in this anxiety. We live in this stress. And we we make it okay to to live in that because we keep telling ourselves this is normal. This is what what, what everybody deals with. But in reality, it's not normal for our body and our mind to be dealing with that on a hourly minute on second to second basis like that's not healthy for us and it's like you said it's like a way where our body starts to deteriorate and starts to shut down because it doesn't need to be in survival mode at the moment you know it needs to tap into that creative mode it needs to tap into that to that everless flow and it makes perfect sense why there's always people feeling off balance because they don't have that understanding of where their mindset is at and I think if they if people including myself you know just take a second and just think about where are my thoughts really coming from? You know, are they coming from the survival part of my brain or are they coming from the creative and 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 the positive part of my brain where I need to really be in, you know? And I think what well, I've noticed that when I when I do ask myself that question, when I do see myself in that in that predicament, I realize like, you know what? It's not that serious. It's okay. It's gonna work itself out, and I'm able to get back into that creative mindset where my my imagination goes wild, and I feel free and I feel at peace again. But it's uh, everything that you're saying is makes so much sense. So much sense. You just have me just thinking about so many situations and so many scenarios just in my life that I'm just like, wow wow (laughs) so I'm pretty sure there's going to be my audience that's going to think about this and realize and put two and two together and realize you know what where have my mind has been focusing is it staying in the survival is it in the creative right now and if it if I need to transition and switch over then I think that's the part that people really need to learn to do you know and um time is about to catch up to us and I don't want us to get cut off mid-conversation so I guess to start wrapping up the show what would be some great advice that you can possibly leave my audience off with well I guess my whole mission is to uh, help people to understand who they are, how you work, 
and how you really get the results you want in your life. Well, actually, how you get the results you don't want in your life. And it is all to do with the way you use your biological machine. So if people would like to learn more, because, you know, this isn't a quick fix, because yeah. people want quick fixes. And that's a function of your fear-based survival brain. The, the survival brain wants quick fixes. How do I get rid of that lion right now? But this isn't a quick fix. This is about understanding who you are. This is about working on the foundations of who you are, not just papering over the cracks of the wall of, you know, of your house rather than dealing with the foundations. So it's really important. And it's, and it's really the only way that I've found you can actually make it finally get some things working in your life. You've got to, you can't just keep going after the quick fixes. I spent decades doing that. So what I, I have my own podcast, which is called Using Your Brain for Success. And I go into a lot more detail about this, how your brain works and how to use it the right way. And I also have a coaching program where I teach you some great detail. And I also have a process that helps people to start using their brain the right way. Because a lot of the time, we don't even know that we're afraid. We don't, and we don't know how to stop being afraid. We don't know why we feel bad. And and I, and I think that's an important point. And we also don't know why we keep getting problems in our life. But if you have got problems in your life, I can guarantee biologically, it's because you're doing something wrong with your brain. So I, I teach all of this sort of stuff in, in a lot more detail, which people can find on my website, which is just my name, liamnaden.com. Awesome. Awesome. You guys heard it first from his mouth to y'all's ears. <laughs> if you guys are interested and if you know somebody that may be causing a lot more problems within themselves and in their lives or in their environment, that you think this could be some helpful, you know, a helpful direction for them to start that change that they're really looking for, you know, because it's like Liam said earlier today in the conversation, he already went through the spiritual walk. He already went through the religion. He already went through every seminar that's known to man. He read every fixed help book that somebody can possibly write. And this is the best that he has found. And after hearing everything that he said, I truly believe that this is something that can really help someone, you know, even, even if it's yourself or somebody that maybe that you may know, you know, spread the word, you know, this is something that we all really need to start taking into consideration, especially with how much life has been so chaotic around us and been going on, or you can see it in the news and see it in all over the world, you know, that the stress of what's always around us will always be there, but our mind can control how we receive it in. And like, like Liam said, it takes time. And if you're willing to take that time to, to make that change for yourself and then for the people around you, because what you do for you will always have a ripple effect around the people around you. I truly believe Liam is the man to help you in that direction. And I have his lovely photo on my website, mitzithinking.com, just in case you want to just click under his photo you can find out his website and you can see all of his great information there's some great testimonies from other individuals all around the world you can find all of his podcasts and all of his great episodes i was scamming i was going through everything and i got to see and trust me i'm going to be looking through and let's start listening and subscribe to his podcast because this is something that started making me think about it so I'm pretty sure y'all need to start thinking about this too you know because we need to take advantage of our minds we need to take advantage of what we have for ourselves and realize that maybe we have 
the key to resolve our own problems. You know, maybe it's not just everyone out there. It's maybe they're just there to be a teacher, but not to actually solve your problem because our minds can solve our own problems for us, you know? So just take that into consideration, y'all. Until next time. Bye.